Words of consideration for our sermon this evening come one more time from the book of 1 John chapter 4. If you want to follow along, you can find it in your worship folders on the screens or pick up your pew Bibles to page 1740. 1740. So 1 John chapter 4. This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because He first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And He has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This is the word of our God. God made him who had no sin be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In 2019, there was a movie that came out. I think I actually ended up watching it on the airplane for the first time. A movie called Yesterday. Anybody happen to remember that movie? Seen previews of that movie? Anyone actually seen that movie? Okay, so we got at least one person that has seen that movie. So th this movie is all about a, a fictional story of a singer-songwriter called Jack Malik, whose dreams of hitting the big time are fading rapidly. That is, until a freak bus accident during a mysterious global blackout. And he wakes up in the hospital to find that he now lives in a world that has never heard of the Beatles. And so he proceeds to play and perform the songs of one of the, the band, one of history's greatest bands to a world that has never heard him, heard of them. And he becomes an overnight sensation. Now, we don't live in that world in which nobody has ever heard of the Beatles before. And yet, the further and further away that we get from the 1960s, when the Beatles were kind of coming out, the less and less people seem to know about their songs, or at least the global impact that they had. And they wrote such songs, not only like Yesterday, but Let It Be, and on one, Yellow Submarine. And many of you can probably even, if the song's played on oldies radio or you pick up a Beatles CD or something like that, um, would be able to sing along to at least bits and pieces of those songs. But I want to be able to share with you another 
song that the Beatles played. It's actually from the Yellow Submarine album, although that's what my dad says, so if that's wrong, then you can blame him, not me. And it's called, All You Need Is Love. And in All You Need Is Love, it, it takes a little bit of a philosophical approach to life, about what life is all about, what, what drives everything, every decision we make about life. And it has such lines such as, uh, there's nothing you can do that can't be done, nothing you can sing that can't be sung, nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. Kind of one of those songs you got to really think about those words, what they mean. But then the refrain of the song, quite popular, all you need is love. The idea behind those lyrics is that love provides the fuel for why we do what we do in this world. Love provides the reason for why we say what we say, why we sing what we sing. Love is really the reason for who we are. What I don't think the song does is define explicitly what that love is where that love comes from. It leaves it more in the general realm. But what the Beatles don't explain, the Apostle John, in our reading for today, does explain. He would even probably agree with the Beatles when he would say, all you need is love. But he defines what that love is. He defines how special that love is is it's a love that god has already shown to us and so he says all you need is love but it's a love that you need to know where it comes from and you need to know where it is going and that's important for us to know because quite frankly the world does not look for this kind of love the world that we live in has a very loose definition of what love is. Very subjective definition. Love that, that can be kind of wishy-washy depending on a, a situation. Love can be accumulating as much money as possible. Love can be falling into the arms of another, whether that be your spouse or not. Love can be found in the praise and the accolades of other people. And yet, quite frankly, all of that is cheap love. The world looks for love in all of the wrong places. So instead, what John tells us about is a love that is anything but cheap, but rather a genuine love. And he summarizes it in three words. God is love. An interesting exercise is actually to look at the verses that we have before us. So if you want to open up your worship folders, to see what verses 13 through 21, and I'll give you guys a minute. How many times does John mention the word love? So we'll pause here and read it and count the number of times that John mentions love.
You're done looking at it, you can look up. Most people are starting to look up now. How many did you get? 13 or 14? 14. 14 times in 8 verses, John mentions that word love. So you've got to kind of figure that it's an important word, right? If he mentions it that many times, and and it's actually interesting, the next time in your devotion when you're reading the Gospel of John or any of John's letters, notice how many times he uses that word love. He, he uses it a lot. And we can know what he's meaning by it. Because the Greek language is very specific when it comes to definitions, definitions of words, especially like that word love. Where English only has one word for love, Greek has multiple. Three common ones are are, well, first of all, the first one is about a romantic or a lustful type of love. That's an eros love. We get our word erotic from that. Another type of love that, that Greek has a word for is the friendly or brotherly type of love, philis. It's where the city of Philadelphia gets its name from. But that isn't the word for love that John uses here. Instead, the word for love that John uses here, perhaps you've even heard it before, is agape love. Fourteen times Jesus, or John uses that word agape love. And agape love is a very special kind of love. It's special in a number of different ways, but I want us to focus on three. So you're going to learn a lot of different things today. You're going to learn that there's 14 times that John mentions love, but also about agape love. Three of the definitions that I want us to kind of keep in mind for today. Agape love is first and foremost selfless. Agape love is also regardless. And agape love is limitless. There's a lot of lesses. First of all, selfless. Agape love, the one showing agape love, will think more about the other person or the other thing than themselves. Selfless. Agape love is also regardless. The person showing agape love will show the same kind of love whether they get along well with that person or whether they don't get along well with that person. It doesn't have a regard for if that person's nice to them or not. They will show the same love regardless. And then agape love is also limitless. You cannot have too much or too high a quality of agape love. You cannot receive too much agape love and you cannot give too much agape love. So agape love, say it with me, selfless, regardless, and limitless. Okay, I can do better than that. I know you guys can. I'm going to be comparing you guys to Sunday morning, so just, if you really want me to talk good about you, you got to do this. No, just kidding. Uh, so first of all, Begins with an S. Selfless. Secondly, regardless. And thirdly, limitless. Maybe there might be a test at the end. We'll see. So selfless, regardless, and limitless. And John has spent most of his letter describing how God has shown that kind of love. In fact, he says in this, these sections, we love because 
He first loved us. We love because He first loved us. He first loved us by sending His Son to be in this world. And Jesus, throughout His his life, showed this agape love. Every decision that Jesus made, every action that He took was a selfless decision. It was thinking less about Himself and more about the people that He could serve and minister to. More about His mission. The love He showed was regardless It didn't matter if it was his disciples. It didn't matter if it was the people that hated his guts. He loved all of them. In fact, think about when Jesus was up on the cross. You remember one of the things he said as he's hanging there on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And finally, limitless love that Jesus showed was limitless. No cost was going to be too great to obtain our forgiveness or our salvation. He laid down the greatest cost, His own life. Not only to pay for for one or two people's sins, not only to pay for the, the people who loved Him, but to pay for the entire world's sins. Selfless, regardless, limitless. And now it's this love that John has shared. This love that he wants us to know about. That he then says, this is the kind of love that you need to share with others. Because all you need is love as long as it's this kind of a love. It says, if whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in them. And then maybe a verse that kind of stuck out to me the first time I read it, maybe it stuck out to you, is this. In this world, we are like Jesus. We are Jesus to the world. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty high standard to live up to. And how are we doing with that? When we look at our lives, we look at the love that we show, I think we could pick out times that we can and we do show some sort of agape love. Perfect example is Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend, we're able to to express and and thank our mothers for the love that they have shown us. So hopefully, we can show agape love to our moms. That we can think about putting them first. We can think about doing something nice for them, getting them a gift, or perhaps taking them out to eat so they don't have to cook a meal. Then on the flip side, for the moms out there, you can probably think about the times when you have shown agape love to your kids. How you have loved them, even when they may not have always picked up when you wanted them to pick up, or do the dishes all the times you wanted them to do the dishes. You, You love them, despite how often they don't always appreciate you loving them. And so we can see those times and places when all you need is love. And we see that agape love. But then, I'm pretty sure we can think of times and places when we don't show that agape love to others. When we don't always love and appreciate our moms as much on other days of the year as we do on Mother's Day. And moms, as amazing as you can be, I think that you would probably even think of times when you've lost your cool. 
or you've needed to get away, or when you've just needed some me time. It doesn't have to be with mothers and Mother's Day, the relationships we have. It can happen in any sort of situation where we can tend to to show agape love to, to certain people at certain times, but then it's hard for us to show agape love at other times. Because it's hard for us to be always selfless. It's hard for us to to be regardless of whatever people happen to think about us. Hard for us to show this limitless love because we're only limited people. And when this happens, that love ends up turning a little bit inward. And we only show as much love as we want to show. We only show it to the people that we want to show it and we only show it when we want to show it. Only show enough love in order to get by. And it doesn't take that long before this kind of a love starts running on fumes. People can start to look for more love. How can I get more love? And then we go back to the beginning where where so many people look for love in all of the wrong places. We can look for love in the arms of others. We look for love when we keep ourselves busy or with all the activities that we try to cram into our schedules. We can look for love in memories that we make or possessions that we accumulate. But all of this is temporary. None of it satisfies fully and it keeps us coming back time and time again looking for more and more love. It's that cheap love again. Contrast that to what John says. He says to know and to rely, not on our love, but on the love God has for us. God is love. To know and rely on God's love when our love is on fumes. Because that love is selfless, regardless, limitless. We rely on that love because God's love is the only love that gives us any hope. Any hope now and certainly any hope for the future. It's God's love, not our love, that we are able to show for others. Think about it. When we love something, whether it's a new possession, whether we found a a new hobby or a new pet, whatever it is, we want to tell others about it. That's the same thing with the love of God. God doesn't want us to just, just keep this love to ourselves. He wants us to be able to share it with others. Now, over the last several weeks, we have been diving time and time again into this book that we call First John. And the point of that is hopefully not to teach you anything new, but hopefully to be able to apply what you know already in your heads and apply it into your heart so that you might believe it, so that we might know how all of this ties back to Easter, ties back to the resurrection. Because so many times the devil wants nothing like that to happen. He wants us to just focus on the trivial and the mundane. He doesn't want us to to tie back what we're learning here and how that ties into Jesus and how that ties in to us sharing this with other people. So when this does happen, when you find yourself getting distracted by trivial things, when you find yourself getting 
are running on fumes with your love. You can remember the basic and foundational truth that John recites for us here. That we might know and rely not on our love, but on God, the love God has for us. All we need is that love. Amen. Now may He who began a good work in you carry it out to completion in the day of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.